question. I got a question for y'all, okay? Any of y'all ever had some, like, really good news to share with somebody? Like, the kind of news that when you found out, like, you couldn't wait to tell somebody. Like, it's the kind of news, like, when you found out, like, you pulled out your phone immediately and was like, oh, my gosh, Mom, Dad, guess what? Or you told your friend something. Like, have you ever had some news that was like you got it and it was just, like, oozing on the inside of you like you just couldn't contain it? Any of y'all ever had to share something like that before? You have? What was yours, Elijah? Something Sonic related, all right? Maybe it was when, oh, you know what? Perfect example. My man here is like a diehard Sonic fan, right? And when the movie came out, like you should have seen him. He posted the pictures on Facebook, pre-movie, after-movie. Like he was super excited about the new Sonic movie, right? Like that, like, but like we've all had some type of news. Maybe it was um, you got an A on a test that you had been studying for and you wanted to tell somebody so badly, like, but I'm talking about like news that was just like, oh, I can't keep this to myself. I have to share it with somebody. We've all had news like that. All right. Specific, even me. All right. Even me. When I was in the ninth grade, that whole summer from eighth to ninth grade, I was working really, really hard on my basketball skills because I knew tryouts going into ninth grade and middle school. Back then in middle school was seventh, eighth and ninth grade. Now it's sixth, seventh, eighth grade middle school. And back then we called it junior high, not middle school. But in ninth grade, I was, go- I was gonna try, I had to try it again, obviously every year for the basketball team. And, and I really wanted to make the varsity team. So that summer, I worked really, really hard all summer long. Like I would wake up to go run in the morning around like the school. Um, and I would even like go walk. Back then, we didn't have a basketball goal. So I would walk to the nearest park and I would practice at the park. Like, I really wanted to make varsity so, so bad. Well, tryouts came, and they were a week long, and I found out, I looked at the list, I made the varsity team my freshman year, and I was super pumped, like, like really, really excited. And I'll never forget, I ran to the front office and said, can I please use the phone? <laughs> and they were like, yeah. So I was like, it's an emergency. So they're thinking, it's an emergency, like, let this kid use a phone. So I go and I pick up the phone. I'm like, and I call my dad. I'm like, dad, guess what? He's like, what? I'm at varsity. And he's like, you made varsity? I was like, yeah. It was one of those newses to me. I just could not contain. Like, I had to share it with somebody, right? That's the cool thing about good news is like when you get good news, you don't want to keep it to yourself, right? You want to share it with somebody, right? That's the cool thing about good news. You don't want to keep it to yourself. You want to share it with somebody. All right. Your parents are big on this. Whenever you have accomplishments or you do something great, man, they share it with everybody. Maybe not person to person, but what do they do? They go straight to that social media account called Facebook. Right. And they post pictures of you. Oh, look at my baby. She sang a song in church today. Or look at look at so-and-so. She did this at school today. She got straight A's. Oh, my gosh. Like, they are so hyped about y'all. They're gassing y'all up so much, right? Like, they absolutely love y'all, and they can't keep it to themselves, right? For example, Noe's mom is really good at this. Like, man, if you ever want to know if Noe's team wins a tournament, like, just hop on Facebook. Mrs. Barbara, she is on point with that stuff, man. She's like, I just scroll, and I'm like, yup, they got first place again. I already know how to have a conversation with Noe before he even gets here. I'm like, so, man, did you pitch this weekend? Y'all got first place? Like, because... 
she is someone, when she has good news to share about her son, man, she don't want to continue. She want to share with everybody, and rightfully so. Rightfully so, right? A good mom does that, okay? Good mom and a good dad does that. Now, here's the thing. As great of a news as all those things are, we're talking about this month telling the world who Jesus is. And telling the world who Jesus is is hands down the greatest news ever that we can share with somebody. It really truly is. I'm going to show you. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10, okay? If you don't have your Bible, don't worry. They're going to be on the screen, okay? But Luke chapter 2, verse 10 says this, okay? It says, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring you great joy. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. I love that part. It says, I'm going to repeat it one more time, okay? It says, do, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring you great joy to all people. All right? Now, what on earth is going on in this one verse? What's happening? Well, here's what's going on, just to kind of give you a picture of why what has just been said has been said. So there's some shepherds, okay? And shepherds in Jesus' time were considered like outcasts. They were considered low-class people, right? That's why they were all alone by, them by themselves with shepherds. Nobody associated with shepherds, okay? They were the outcasts and low-class people in Jesus' time. Well, there had been these rumors that there was a Messiah coming, that there was going to be a Savior coming into the world. Well, when G this is around the time that Jesus is being born. And so guess what? An angel appears in the sky, which would freak me out if that was to happen to me in real person. Like, I'd probably wet my pants if I saw that in real life. Like, if an angel was like, don't be afraid. I'm like, bro, how am I not supposed to be afraid? Like, you're an angel standing right over my head, right? And so the shepherds are there watching the sheep, and an angel appears before the shepherds. Now, again, of all people the angels to appear to, they appear to shepherds, the low class, the outcasts. But yet, God sends them an angel to reveal this news to shepherds. You got to love that. And he says, guys, don't be afraid, because obviously he knew that these guys were freaked out. They'd never seen something like this before. He says, don't be afraid, because guess what? I bring you good news, right? I bring you good news. And here's the cool thing about this good news, guys. This good news will bring great joy to all people, to all people, okay? Not to just a certain group of people, not to just a certain class of people, not to a specific age group. No, no. It says to all people, the good news of Jesus will bring great joy to all people. Now, of course, the shepherds, when they hear this, they're like, first of all, the angel is talking to us like, we're the like no one talks to us. And then when they hear this good news, guess what happens? It does bring great joy to them. Okay? Now here's what the angel goes on to continue saying. In verses 11 through 17, it says this. The angel goes on to say, he says, The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Jesus has just been born. It says, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, 
praising God and saying, imagine this with your head. First, they see one angel. Now the Bible says there is an army of them in the sky as they're looking up. Just the picture of it mentally just blows my mind. And then they start singing. They start singing glory to God in the highest of heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, I love it, said, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And I love this. It says, they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby, Jesus, lying in the manger. So after everything the shepherds have seen and witnessed, and they've heard the, the angels singing glory to God in the highest, the shepherds are like, let's go check this out. Let's go see it for ourselves. And so they run as fast as they can after hearing this great news. They've got this great joy. And now they've run, and they have found Mary, Joseph, and they have found Jesus. God in human flesh, the Savior of the world, right before their eyes. Of all people who got to hear this news first, it was the outcast and the low-class people known as shepherds were the first ones to get to hear this news. That's so cool. Because God could have chosen anybody, but he chose to tell these guys first. And when they saw Jesus, there was a joy that came about them. Because the good news of Jesus, the Bible says, brings great joy to all people, right? And I love what verse 17 says. Verse 17 is an inspiration and example to all of us what we should do when we hear about this good news of Jesus. It says this, it says, after seeing him, after seeing Jesus, the shepherds, look at this, told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. Oh man, that's so cool. After hearing this good news, after getting the great joy, after seeing Jesus, now these guys have this good news bottled up inside of them to where it's like, Valeria, I can't hold this. You ain't going to believe what just happened. First of all, there was this angel. He popped out of the sky. He said, behold, I bring you good news and great joy. And then all of a sudden, we saw like a thousand plus angels in the sky, and they started singing. And then we ran, and we saw Jesus, like the Jesus, the one that's been prophesied about. He's here. I, gotta t I just had to tell you, like, the excitement is overflowing from these guys where they were just going, hey, yo, Anna, you ain't going to believe what I just saw. People are already listening, and they're like, yo, Lily, you ain't going to believe what I just saw. Yo, Amherst, they just telling everybody possible, right? Why? Because the good news was too good to keep to themselves. They had to share it with as many people possible. Perhaps also, when you think about it, that's why God chose these men to be the one that the angel shared this message with. Because he knew, hey, they're going to spread it to everybody. They're going to share it with everybody, okay? And this is what I love about that, okay? The good news of Jesus brings great joy to all people. And I want us to understand something. Every single one of us here knows who Jesus is. We talked about it last Wednesday, Sunday morning in Connect Groups. You all filled in that blank, Jesus is, okay? And you all know who Jesus is. And guess what? The Bible says that the good news of Jesus brings great joy to all people. And you wrote down some names on Sunday morning, for those of you who were here. You wrote down five names of people that we were going to pray for and believe that you would get the opportunity to share Jesus with them. Well, here's the thing. The good news of Jesus brings great joy to all people. So guess what? 
your friends, you need to share that good news of Jesus with them, okay? Why? Because the good news of Jesus brings great joy to all people, okay? Now, here's the thing. A youth ministry that tells the world the good news of Jesus will do two things, all right? A youth ministry, which is y'all, a youth ministry that tells the world the good news of Jesus will do two things. The first thing they'll do is they'll inspire the world. In other words, they will motivate the world. They will inspire the world. They will motivate them in a way they've never been motivated before. And here's how they'll do that. They'll inspire the world to seek God, right? People who've never sought God, if they see you seeking God, it inspires them to seek God. It will inspire them to not just seek God and seek God for who he is, but it will inspire people to even accept God. They'll be like, you know what? Because of Jezariah, yeah, her, her faith in God is real. I'm going to accept God too because she inspires me. So whenever we inspire the world, we not only inspire the world to seek God, to accept God, but we also inspire people to live for God. Right? We inspire people to live for God. We inspire people. It could be Elijah at school. People are like, you know what? Because Elijah's talk is not cheap, man, it inspires me to live for God. You know, because Valeria's talk isn't cheap, it inspires me to live for God every single day. Right? A youth ministry that tells the world the good news of Jesus does two things. The first one it does, it inspires the world to seek God, accept God, and to live for God. Okay? And the second thing that a youth ministry does that tells the world the good news of Jesus is that it inspires change in the world too. As crazy as it sounds, guess what? You can inspire change in this world. As believers in Jesus, you were put on this earth to make a difference. You are a difference maker. You can be the change in your school wherever you are. You can be the change in your family wherever you are. Okay? I like to say it like this. Shine bright in dark places, right? The world is full of so much bad news already. We got the war with Russia and Ukraine. We got all these other things going on in our world, okay? The world is full of bad news. Don't you think it's time for some good news now? We have the best news in the world. We have the best news in the world. And here's the thing. This news brings great joy to all people, right? Brings joy to all people, okay? Now, we talked last week about preaching and living, preaching and living with boldness, okay? That word boldness means to don't hesitate at all. Preach and live with boldness, all right? Preach and live with boldness. And remember something that Pastor Tim Summer said. He said, a true follower of Jesus points and brings people to Jesus. That's a powerful statement. A true follower of Jesus points and brings people to Jesus. We shared this story a little bit last week, but you remember the story, um, if you've never read it, there's a story in the Bible about these four friends who had a friend who was paralyzed. He was crippled. And Jesus had come to their town, and he was at this house, and there was hundreds of people who came to this house, and the friends were like, look, there's Jesus. They pointed to him. But obviously their friend could not get to Jesus so that he could heal him. And so what did his friends do? They brought him to Jesus. And when they got to the house, it was so crowded that they couldn't even get to Jesus. So you want to know what these guys did? They climbed up the side of the house, went onto the roof, put a hole in the roof, and lowered their friend right in front of Jesus. 
these people, these guys, they pointed their friend to Jesus, and then they brought their friend to Jesus. Because they knew Jesus was the only one who could help their friend. And I, I'll finish with this. When was the last time you pointed and brought someone to Jesus? When was the last time you pointed someone to Jesus? When was the last time you brought someone to Jesus? When was the last time you told someone about Jesus? Right? Live and preach with boldness every single day. Don't be ashamed of your faith. Don't be ashamed of what you believe in. Preach and live with boldness every single day. Let's inspire the world around us, and let's inspire change in this world. You have the greatest news ever told to share. Don't keep it to yourself. Share it freely with others because the good news of Jesus brings great joy to everybody. Okay? And there's people that we know that could use some joy in their lives. We all know people like that, okay? So share the good news of Jesus with them, okay? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word because it gives direction, it gives light. And Lord, tonight, I pray that every teenager here heard your voice and not Carrie's voice, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we understand we have an assignment, Lord. We have an assignment to share this good news of who you are with everybody we come across. Lord, I pray that we, we take that and we, we do that, Lord. I pray that we, we be a youth ministry that inspires people around us to to seek you, accept you, and live for you. And I pray that we're a youth ministry that inspires change in our worlds, Father God. I thank you for that, Jesus. We absolutely love you, Lord, and we thank you for Jesus who gave his life at the cross in our place. We absolutely love you. In your name we pray, amen. True story, and then I'll let you guys go. There's a young man a couple of years ago who played basketball at Lubbock High. His name was Isaac. I knew Isaac since he was younger, a very, very talented basketball player could dunk in the eighth grade. Here's a crazy thing. He was Hispanic, too. <laughs> it was odd to see a Hispanic kid with bunnies like this, like he could really jump. And he was just a talented athlete all around. His dad was also a pastor here in Lubbock. And I'll never forget, he would always, like on trips on Sundays when he would go play in AU tournaments and stuff like that, I remember I would look in the back of the van and he would always, on Sunday, since he couldn't be at church, he had his Bible with him, and he was always reading his Bible in the, in the van on the way to tournaments, right? When he got older, like most teenagers, when they get older, they get to high school, they kind of get distracted from their faith in Jesus and start, you know, rebelling and acting out, doing other things. One thing I love about Isaac, though, is he didn't. He stood firm in his faith. He stood firm in what he believed in. And you know what was crazy? Every time I went to a Lubbock High basketball game to watch him play, he really inspired change in his school and on his basketball team. And the way I say that is because their, war their warm, you know, if you go to a high school basketball game, there's warm-up music during warm-ups before the game starts, right? All of Lubbock High's playlist was all songs by, like, Lecrae, Andy, it was all Christian music. And I knew who was the one who inspired that change? It was Isaac. See, here's the thing. When you preach and live with boldness, you'll inspire change in your school, your family, everywhere you go. And all it took was one young man, okay, one person, and it inspired change. So don't think, oh, God can't use me. Sure he can. If God could use low-class, low-class, outcast shepherds, he can use all of us, okay? Don't ever forget that.
All right?